Hey, welcome to Minor Details. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> Episode 9. Uh, Feeling fine. I'm still... Oh, I like that. Yeah. We still need a, a good tagline. We do need a good tagline. Um, but hey, thanks for tuning in. If this is your first podcast... Uh, James and I like to talk about industrial design and yeah. life and whatever's on our if mind. If this is the first podcast that you've ever listened to ever, <laughs> I apologize. They're a lot better than this. <laughs> There's some nice ones out there. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I you know feel free to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Um, you can find all our material on minordetailspodcast.com. Yep. Um, and you know, some guy asked me about listening to uh minor details on spotify and i had submitted it to spotify but apparently spotify only allows like big name podcasts on their oh, platform. isn't that come sad on isn't that sad what what a bunch of jerks you know how how much i have stood by spotify as like the underdog right. of the streaming industry right and they're gonna keep us out i i i submitted oh, i like God. submitted like a a a submission to them so hopefully they'll approve i don't know if they will have to write an essay oh, on why I, you're allowed I, to be I, on i did Spotify. I, I had to mail in 20 dollars cash no, i'm just kidding i didn't do that okay, <laughs> but, thank god um uh yeah it's a uh, somebody somebody also i i i sorry nick i i pause you in your train of thought because i was checking my phone somebody messaged me about another another thing to put our podcast on and i've oh, right never now? heard of Wait, it before they said that right now no they didn't say it right now but oh, okay they said on anchor oh do you know anchor yes i i did try the anchor platform when i was setting this podcast up what is anchor anchor is the is it some sort of nautical no app? uh they do have a there i think their icon is an anchor but it is the more crowd um the crowd sourced platform for podcasting. I don't that's, that's is, it, not the right. is it more like band camp it, for podcasting? Yeah, maybe it's like democratizing podcasting. Yeah. Um Anchor has like an app on your phone so you can make a podcast straight to your phone. Oh. And it's sent, Anchor like kind of controls the back end. Is so, this how the kids are listening to the podcasts these days? No, no. This is how Are like, they all anchoring? This is how the kids are making podcasts these days. Oh my god. Not listening. They listen on iTunes, but they make it with Anchor. But I will say that Anchor, since they control a lot of the back end, there's less, um, you know, they have to put their logo on it and they have like ads and things. Mm. So when I was looking into it, I was like, eh, I'll just, I'll put it on my website. I'll host it there and then figure out the rest. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of platforms and stuff. It's just like Spotify. Come on. Yeah, I know. I really, you know what? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm. You jump, I'm, in, you jump I, into Apple Music? Yeah. Really? No. Oh, good. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Oh man! Absolutely uh, I, I, not. I, well, I still have Spotify uh, free version, so I have to listen to those ads every day. Yeah. Well, you're controlled by the corrupt capitalist system, whereas I'm free. Yeah. I'm free of ads, except for on YouTube. And you don't have ad blocker? Oh, I have ad blocker for YouTube. I have. I or do. do you, do you support YouTube? Oh, that's an interesting. I, uh, oh, that's an interesting. Man. Do you guys use that's ad an blocker? Existential question right there. Yeah. Do you support YouTube? I support the idea of YouTube. I don't know what they're doing these days. Um, but uh, Nick, uh, I was I'm wondering if you have any. Uh, do you have any weekly updates? Um, let's see. When it, we're actually filming on. A th- I mean, we're not filming. Recording on a Thursday. 
Um, Turd's Day. Because you did your little live stream on a Tuesday. Right. Um, yeah. Reed and I. Well, I want to hear about that. I, I didn't do too much this past week. Well, I mean, I'm always doing stuff, but too much interesting things. I, yeah. Uh, oh, I took my strap chair to the Canal Street Market. Yeah, and you discovered something about it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I don't know if you guys saw my Insta story or not, but if you missed it, I realized that the strap chair is portable, too. Yeah. You can undo the, the straps and strap on whatever leg material you have. I have Christmas trees for legs. It's a strap on. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the choice words was there, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, very portable. Yes. Right. Um, and yeah, it's heavy though. It's it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Oof. I got out on the subway, took it to uh, Chinatown. Did New anybody York City. give you any looks on the subway? Did you Did you uh, get any looks? Yeah, not not too many. Uh, above normal i get a lot of uh, uh, looks just in general just because of how handsome you are maybe or how weird i look i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um well and i also saw that you got a bit of blood on your fat strap chair oh, yeah. when did that happen well well so you know i had put it in portable portable mode i had strapped everything Porta together mode. yeah portable mode and uh took it to the the canal street market and started building it because i had to rebuild it right um and I don't know, I just like was strapping it down and like, you know, bumped my, my thumb or something. I didn't even realize I was bleeding until like I looked down and like, oh, well, there's blood on this strap. What's going on? <laughs> and like, oh, my, my thumb's bleeding. Okay. Right. Um, did you, did you then take this, a strap off your chair and, and, and crank it on your arm to reduce like the a, blood what, flow? A, what's that called? A tour- tourniquet? Tourniquet? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not that bad. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, it added a little bit of uh, extra extra pizzazz to the design. Out yeah, of you should sign all of your designs like that. In Every blood. single one of them. Um, I will say, you know, my original design had the three straps across the back. Right. Um, I moved one of the straps to the bottom to counterbalance the, the, uh, the back straps. Because gotcha. it, bo- it was bowing out. And I had a lot of comments about that as well. So um, shout out to you guys. Thanks for your feedback. And I think the design still looks great. I'm excited for it. Yeah. It'll, it'll be on show, um, I think, tomorrow, I think, is the opening of the exhibition. And it'll be on for a week or two. Right. Um, and then there's a party next Thursday. I got to, like, I got to post out all my details to everyone just so they can. Because uh, a few people asked me about it as well. So uh-huh. we'll post that on the website. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. That was that was my my exciting thing this week you have right. anything exciting oh yeah well, the well, yeah so the live the, stream yeah we did the live stream reed and i um so you know we're doing this project off of kind of inspired off of his planter project that he did with MakerBot, where he did these nature inspired planters right um so what we're doing is we're uh if you listened last time we're just a quick update uh we're we're doing these uh, watering cans but what we're using to to develop the watering cans are these form families that we learned in school so this this live stream that we did last week was about these uh tectoforms tectoforms yeah which are you know planar tessellated sort of forms but um the way that i like to think about them are, are kind of low poly forms if you think about like 3d animation 3D right. graphics right that that sort of tessellated look um but you know it's not necessarily to produce forms like that although you can but it 
it can also be a way of composing things that might be a little complex, you know, to go right into how exactly it looks. It's almost, you know, it's a, it's a like, composition, compositional technique yeah, in, you're, in you're, some ways. It could almost be like blocking out the shapes. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be that polygon or like hard edged look, but yeah. you're using those blocks as a good way to balance the object to like compose it. Right. I, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I must've missed that live stream. I was in and out of live stream. It was good. It was good. I promise. <laughs> I was just, I just didn't have time to look. Yeah. But uh, you know what we ended up, what we ended up at was this really, really simple, mm-hmm. just like, you know, and very techno, very boxy. Now, did um, we post this one? Because I saw this one. Yeah, he posted it. So right after we finished the live stream, I just decided to model it up really quickly. Okay. Um, and I'm and I'm still using OnShape. Okay. Um, which has been wonderful to use, and I use that for the MakerBot project as well. Um, but is OnShape paying you? No, they're not. Yet. <laughs> if if, they, <laughs> if, they, if they do, we got no. we got to put it on the. We got This is a mutual podcast, right? Here, James. Right. Yeah. Okay, Nick. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I um, modeled it up real quick. People were asking if I modeled it on the iPad because mm-hmm. we use an iPad in the photo. Yes, I didn't, but you can, which and, is crazy to me. Like I was reading those comments, I was like, you know, I saw the 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 model on the iPad, and I was like, whoa. Can you do that? Yeah, you can. It seems like the workflow would be a little difficult, it, but it's I, it's it, it's apparently possible. Which I is haven't cool. tried it, but I did do a little bit of modeling on my phone as well oh, on whoa. the subway. Okay, which was that's, which was strange. That's crazy in my head to yeah. think about. But uh, but yeah, so you know, this is just the first form family, and we're gonna do some prints and check it out. Okay, um, well, see what it's like. I kind of want to explain what I remember, right, of what it was. Uh-huh. So. You guys, you export all kinds of blocky shapes. Yeah. And so the final design was like this kind of, uh, I guess it almost looked like, in my head, it looks like a city block. Right. And then two buildings coming up. One is a really skinny building, which yeah. is the handle. And then yeah. one is a larger building, which would be where the water comes out of the water. Right. And, and Did we say it was water can? Water yeah, water and can. Yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, it, it was one of those, it's one of those designs that's like, it's so minimal that you don't really know what the function is. Right. So it's... It's like a piece of art. Yeah, it's it's maybe decorative or, you know, and we, we kind of talked about this on the podcast, this whole leaving things out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also very storable, you know, yeah, because sure. it's so basic. But, yeah. but I think um, the reason that it works so well in that very cubic format, yeah. you like a cityscape, is because like with with those square shapes, you can really like it really feels melded into the bottom so there's there's the bottom cavity which is if you think if you think about a cube you take a square sorry i'm it's i haven't tried to explain this yet without <laughs> visuals we'll post pictures yeah we'll post pictures. so you take a square you extrude it up like a, an inch and a half yeah i'm literally telling you the formula to how to how to make this okay um extrude that up an inch and a half and then you take uh, a one inch block that's hugging one corner and right. then a two inch block that's hugging the other corner extrude those up those make your spouts or handles depending on which one you want to oh, use i didn't think about that because the big the big opening could be if you want to water a lot of water at once yeah and if you have a smaller plant or a plant that's hard to get to you can use the smaller opening. right huh so it's yeah so it, it's kind of it's it's interesting and, I, and i'm interested to to print it out and see how it functions but i think like I was saying, I, th- I think it only really works with this type of form family because you can seamlessly 
like hug that corner as the as the two blocks the two buildings are extruded up they also kind of they seamlessly meet the bottom portion of it yeah you know you can't you and it feels like this grid it right. feels like it a feels, grid it feels nice that has been extruded from so what's the next step are you guys going to take that idea and take it into other form families or are you just going to explore other form families in for form families in general i think we're going what we're what we're going to do is eventually build out a couple different like each each form family is going to generate a different type of watering can okay so they'll all be different they're all okay. yeah i think that's the idea right now but um i also there was also an idea that came up after the brainstorm with this this one that we just did that i that i want to model out which is a planter and watering can combo where the planter comes up through the the watering can so they live on that same plane the the highest elevation they all live on the same plane okay interesting and then the watering can comes up and over the plant i mean you'd have to have something that's the, a plant that is confined to the planter the the, the outer width of the right, planter right but um yeah, I'll post a sketch of that soon. Yeah, I'll have to look at a sketch of that one. I can't quite visualize it yet, but uh, you will. That, that sounds. Cool. You will visualize it when I put the visual in front of you. I I want to say one thing because I, um, I liked this one comment that Reed made during the live stream. Mm-hmm. He talked about how you guys were just brainstorming. You were coming up with ideas really quick. You know, doing a lot of doodles and scribbles, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, inspiration." you can be inspired from just being around other people yeah and you oh, got, you yeah. two together you know drew you guys were playing off of each other like reed would draw something and then you would see it and be like oh maybe you could do this as well right and i thought that was really great because he was like also reed mentioned like yeah i mean you can go on pinterest but pinterest all if you're gonna start looking on pinterest all day long yeah all your stuff's gonna look like pinterest and it's right. not gonna you know be good yeah i mean i would say that in design um, not in design, but in design, uh, when you're sketching with somebody else, when you're brainstorming and sketching with some somebody else, it's the closest that design comes to jazz. Because <laughs> like in no other part of it That's can so you That's can so you produce things so quickly. Yeah. Um, like you can't you can't jazz it up with CAD nope, because nope. it's it takes too long. You need that pen and paper. So having that pen and paper, like you can really, yeah, you can have that back and forth in real time yeah. and it be very, very quick and dirty and, and produce some really interesting results in a, in a sh- much shorter amount of time than you would on your own. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, James. Um, yeah. Did you, so I think this week we wanted to kind of touch on a bigger topic well, not a bigger topic, but a more relevant topic in right. our lives. The MakerBot project. The MakerBot project. Um, I, you know, we're, we just uh, we just submitted our submissions. Yes. Uh, this past week, and then the event is coming up this right. Thursday. And uh, if you hadn't listened or seen the MakerBot project yet, um, James and I were selected for the 3D printing MakerBot competition in New York Design Week. And their prompt was to, I believe it was like design something that improves your life. Yeah, very that broad prompt. Everyday life. It was a tough one. We had we had to like really like psych. Our, we were psyching <laughs> ourselves out for this one. Yeah, it's, but uh, you know it was it was great. I mean, they sent us so they sent us printers for the project, 
mm-hmm. which was awesome. Right, that's awesome. And uh, you know, it was basically like come up, come up with something cool with with three D printing, yeah, and something that will hypothetically improve everyday life. Right. Um, and Nick, in, I, <laughs> in, I, in general, I feel like you can twist anything to improve your right, life, right? <laughs> right. Which I most certainly did. Yeah. Uh, but Nick, I, I really, truly loved your project. And okay. I want to hear as much about the process. All right. And, and see behind the curtains of Nick Baker's mind. My mind. Got as, it. You know, as much as possible right now. Well, so tell me. Where did it all begin? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll start. Um, I feel like you're uh, holding out on me, James, because you you hold it out the entire podcast. I I said my idea like three podcasts ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Um, but you know, my idea kind of evolved. I started out like wanting to do some sort of I think I had mentioned it before, some sort of like catch all like shelf thing, mm-hmm. uh, some some place like keep all my pens and you know wallet together. Right. Um, really wasn't feeling it, you know, just still trying to brainstorm, just kind of thinking day to day on, you know, how I could come up with some sort of object that I'd be proud of and want to present. Um, I, here's the thing in my mind. So <laughs> I'm going to spoil a little secret oh. that I did, that I did in design school. And I also just do it like all the time in design. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just forget the brief. <laughs> sometimes Thanks, I just say, <laughs> I just say, like, I don't care about the brief. Nick's tricks. <laughs> These are Nick's tricks. These are my tricks, Listen guys. up. Get out These your notepad, tricks. paper. Um, forget the prompt. Forget the prompt. Um, <laughs> but literally, literally, you forgot it. Yeah, because I, I... Well, first of all, it was a very broad prompt. So, yeah. thankfully, you know, I could pretty much do anything I wanted. Um, right. And, you know, that's also a challenge, of course, like we said, is, like, you can tell a designer to design something. They'll sit there for days not knowing what to do. Right. <laughs> um, they need some constraints. But I was trying to think of what to do, and I had I was sketching on the train and was like, oh, man, you know, I don't I, – I'm not able to, like, sketch and stand. I can't mm. stand and sketch because mm. you have to hold on to the pole right. on the subway because it moves around and you'll fall over if you don't. Um, so that – I, I only have one free hand, and you ha- need two hands to sketch on a sketchbook. Um, and so I was like, well, what if I made some sort of like clip mechanism that I could clip my sketchbook onto the subway pole and then just use <laughs> one hand to sketch, right? <laughs> and so like that was my idea for a okay, while. Okay, well, now I don't like your birdhouse anymore. No, 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 no. no. I'm kidding. Um, um, and, you know, I always feel that my ideas come kind of – from this subconscious state so you know i had this like clip-on thing to this pole for a while which yeah. you can kind of see we're getting closer um if you haven't seen my final project it was a birdhouse that attaches to a utility pole right so you can kind of see the correlation of hey clipping something onto this pole um instead of a sketchbook you know i was like well what if i did some other t- sort of design you know yeah. um and i also just like the idea of a birdhouse it's a simple object it's very iconic um, and yeah, I mean, it's springtime. It felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, what if I did a birdhouse? And so I decided to go that route. Yeah. Inspired by kind of this clip on more of a gorilla design. Right. Um, you know, knack design studio 
who who also did a project we mentioned this like hanger that you clip onto the give hanger the yeah. give hanger you clip it onto a sign and you can hang you know coats or whatever for the homeless um so i was inspired by this whole gorilla design movement i was like well what if i just start posting up birdhouses around the city yeah um you know there's a lot of in in new york city there's not a lot of nature um but there's a lot of like utility poles and like <laughs> utility I'm poles and trees because as you said that i just heard a bird chirp <laughs> But Maybe but we'll, there are parts of there are certainly parts of the city where you won't see a single tree. Right. I, I will say yeah. Obviously, there's trees in New York City. It's not like a desert. But there's dark. like in Bushwick, like it's a dead zone. Yeah, it's like a warehouse. A yeah. Straight warehouse of 150 yeah. blocks. Um, but you know, I I saw that correlation between the utility pole and the tree. I mean, they're mm-hmm. exactly the same object. One's just processed. Right? right. Um, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And for the form factor, I was inspired by how people just pin up flyers all the time. Right. My band's playing tonight. I lost my cat. You know, <laughs> do you need help moving your, your uh, apartment? You know, there's so right. many flyers out there. And it's just like um, this, this uh, like leech or this like parasite on these utility poles. Yeah. I was like, that's beautiful. What if I just made this birdhouse that's like a parasite and it just kind of wraps onto the utility pole? <laughs> Um, so that's kind of where I went. I, I tackled that, uh, that, that was like the main idea. And then of course my process was, you know, pretty, pretty simple, just straightforward, get it done. Um, you know, I did some sketches, you know, I kind of already envisioned what I, what I had in mind. There really wasn't too much exploration of form. Um, Right. I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Do you ever like feel like you just get a project and the forms already done? Like you don't really have to explore the form yeah Uh, do you have any thoughts it'll no i mean yeah i agree with that i i think that sometimes a form just happens and it's in your head whereas other times it'll take a while yeah uh to get to but i remember when i was talking to you last week about it or maybe two weeks ago you were talking about because you know it's that it's that techno organic yes sort of vibe and you were having some like you you know you were I wouldn't say struggling with in CAD, but you were you were sort of battling in CAD to right. get to get that perfect transition. And and how did you go about yeah doing that? Um, so I went, you know, I I had the birdhouse, mm-hmm. I had the form, and the form was I would take that basic eight and a, eight and a half by eleven inch piece of paper, yeah, that's stapled onto every single utility pole you see, yeah, and then just essentially draw out. A small little birdhouse right um so re- it's really all, simple yeah, just the triangle with the rectangle at the bottom it's like you it's like you took a piece of cloth almost and right you, and you took that profile of the birdhouse and, and you just kind of pushed, pushed it, it. Mm-hmm. out yeah yeah so you, you really had this really smooth transition from that birdhouse shape back to the utility pole right um and yeah the the you know i was struggling a little bit just with the surfaces in cad um you know trying to make it look like it was pushing through. I eventually got it. It just took me a long time. I did a sweep. Um, oh, cool. So, you know. So you sweeped it along the profile of the birdhouse? Yes. Or? So, you know, I'll, I'll get into these details because this is what the podcast is about. Yeah, man. The minor details. Come on. Um, so I had the, the front profile of the birdhouse, the triangle and the rectangle. And then the back is just a rectangle, right? But it's curved. It's curved right. so that it fits a utility pole. Right. Um, so I sweeped 
a conic uh, sketch, which has like three points. Mm-hmm. And so I sweeped the, the sketch from the, the piece of paper, the rectangle, to the birdhouse. And then that third point followed the part where the birdhouse and the piece of paper met. So it like made all the transitions tangent hmm. to the edges, which is exactly what I wanted. And it, and it created this really smooth transition. Wow. And it took me a long time to figure it out, but it was that simple. Yeah. Uh, and was that just, was that purely just you battling with CAD or did you reach out to anybody? Did no. you use any resources? No. You know, in, in CAD software, in really any CAD software, I use SolidWorks. Um, there's, a, you know, there's 10 ways to do the same thing. Um, so, you know, I tried doing like lofts and battery surfaces and things. Um, the way I was actually taught was that sweep comes first, loft, and then battery surface in the in the form of complexity. Like you should always try to do something with a sweep first. Really? Um, and then go to a loft. And then if that doesn't work, go to a battery surface. Interesting. I've never heard that Cause, before. Because sweep is the, the simplest of the three. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was just an interesting kind of hurdle I overcame and I really, really enjoy the output. I think it has a nice form, mm-hmm. super simple. Um, and I think it turned out good. And why did you, cause you chose to use a wooden dowel, right? For, oh. for the, the peg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The perch. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so why, why do that instead of just plastic plastic? Um, you know, I had a lot of comments actually it wasn't a lot, but definitely several people messaged me saying like, why didn't you just use all plastic? Like, why did you add the wood piece? It doesn't yeah. look right. And, you know, I, I think it looks great. Um, <laughs> I just spilled a little wine. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm very worried. Um, I actually added the wood perch mainly to draw back to that nature aspect, that warmth, that classic birdhouse. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I tried the plastic perch and it just didn't look correct. Right. Um, no, it's just like that extra detail that pushes the design to the next level. Yeah. In my opinion. Cause, cause I guess, cause I guess the argument could be made that with your, with your design and this sort of, this sort of, uh, you know, the fabric push out profile thing that you would get the same, the same effect. Oh, it, it would look the peg. Yeah. It would look like the peg is pushing through. But sometimes, too. sometimes the thing is like, you know, it might sound good in your head, but mm-hmm. then you you know you do it and it's like this is yeah it's just not right right like that's that's when coming out of cad land and into the to the real world you know can make all the difference yeah but i i'm always for i love a mix of plastic and wood yeah uh we're i'm sitting on a on a faux eames chair right now which is plastic and wood but (laughs) the real one's fiberglass but yeah, but I do I do love that combination. Yeah, it is it is a pretty combination. Mm-hmm. So, how many birdhouses did you put up? Um, <laughs> so I can zero. tell the authorities. Zero. What? <laughs> no, I I put up one for the video. Yeah, which you saw. Uh huh. And um, and then I printed out a few other just for the exhibition coming up, right. the competition. Yeah. Um, but I did take it down just because I need it. <laughs> like I need it to like. <laughs> For the for the show, right? Right. Um, I do want to put them up. I also, you know, this is similar to the the gorilla design project that Knack did, or really all kinds of gorilla design projects. It's like I want to share this with everyone. I want yeah. to share it across the world, and hopefully, people will send pictures of you know my birdhouse that they printed out, 
and they put it up on their utility yeah. pole in like you know ireland or something you know that, that would japan be, that'd be beautiful um i already sent it sent it out to to a friend and they're print, printing it out so nice We'll see how that turns and, out. And another thing that I have to commend you on is you used the full build plate. <laughs> I did. I got lucky for some reason. When you curve up a sheet of paper, uh-huh. you, you know, a U.S. sheet of paper is eight and a half by eleven inches. Yeah. When you curve it around a utility pole, it shrinks it down to like seven and a half inches. Uh huh. And it's eleven and a half inches tall. And the bill plate on the MakerBot is like eleven and. Point six inches and seven point six inches, like oh. it just barely fit. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, was that another reason that you didn't add the, the the nose or the perch? I I don't know. I think it would have fit. Would it have fit? I th- okay. I can't remember. Okay. It it wasn't that wasn't a factor at all. When um, you, I, I'm curious when you when you were figuring out the curvature of the pole. Yeah. Did you actually take a sheet of paper and curve it along, or did you go and measure the circumference, I, or how did what, what was that process? No, I, did, I just I just measured the circumference. I just want to yeah. I just want to picture Nick Baker walking out to the nearest utility pole and <laughs> or a couple utility poles. I mean, did yeah. you have to check for consistency? Yeah. So so that's another thing too, James. I uh, you know I measured you know several utility poles. They're all a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the average size that I found, at least the ones that I was going to post up on, was eight and a half inches in diameter. Um, and, you know, I would hope one day, you know, if this project ever became something bigger, it could be manufactured and actually be vacuum formed. A lot yeah. of people said it was vacuum formable, <clears throat> um, which it does lend itself to that. The form factor would be really nice. Yeah. Um, and if it was vacuum formed, it could easily bend to really any pole you wanted to. For sure. Um and, you know, I, I put some holes in it so you can screw it in. You can nail it in. You can even zip tie it on, tape it on. I want it to be Gorilla, you know? Like, I yeah. want it to, like, feel like a flyer. Like for for those of our listeners it. who are not familiar with vacuum forming, because mm, maybe they're that's students, good, yeah. well, can you can you give us a little vacuum forming 101? Yeah. Um, vacuum forming is when you take a sheet of plastic, usually it's plastic, and you heat it up, and then you you uh, have some sort of mold, some sort of protrusion on a flat bed, and the bed kind of is like a reverse hockey table. So you know on a hockey air hockey table, the air comes out? Yeah. Um, well, on this air hockey table, the air goes in. Yeah, it sucks um, down. So you, so you melt up this plastic, and so it's flexible, and you put it on this protrusion, whatever you, shape you want to make. Yeah. And then you turn on the vacuum, and it sucks the plastic down to the bed, um, around the protrusion so now you have this like shell this plastic shell of whatever design you had on the bed right yeah so yeah it it would fit really well for the it would house. be yeah it would be perfect it's 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 perfect <laughs> thanks james <laughs> I, I i am really pleased how it turned out i'm gonna post it up on my website um soon hopefully yeah and, and yeah i i i think it was a was a success well I mean, I don't know how it'll work in the competition. I don't know if I follow the directions. Did or not, you? How are you going to display it in the competition? Because because you can use props, right? Yeah, I wanted to just get like a three foot piece of utility pole, um, but I couldn't find one. Oh. So they're just they're MakerBot actually just going to print a utility pole, which is oh crazy. God, <laughs> they have big enough printers to do that. Um, so, so. Are they going to print it out of like just a brown material, or how are they going to? Yeah, they'll. I I think I think I said white. Do it in white. Oh, uh, okay. Because it's just simple. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it'll just be, it'll just be like a cylinder and then my birdhouse. I, I made up multiple birdhouses, so I'm going to attach them. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Sweet. It should, it should be fun. Yeah. Now is the time for you, James, because I'm, oh. I'm so excited to hear your process. You didn't tell me any of it. Oh, man. Okay, well. You, you gave me some snippets off the pod. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the first time the listeners will hear hear your process. Well, I mean, part of the reason that I was so hesitant to say anything was because I was so in between ideas. Okay. Um, and I really only committed to the idea that I did within, like, the last week before the competition. That's how all good design but yes. I but I had had the idea before, and I was kind of developing it. Okay. Um, so uh, you can check out. There's a there's currently a video up because it's the first thing that I've really posted of it. Okay. I posted a video on your to, gram. Yeah, on my Instagram of what I did. So it actually this was kind of one of the initial ideas that I had was because of how much furniture I've bought recently because of moving into a new place um, there's so many Allen wrenches (laughs) I have so many Allen wrenches in my life like it's absurd we have bags because every piece of Ikea furniture comes with yeah and I think we actually threw some out before I even like before this competition even came along okay and I had thought about like maybe I could make a bowl like some sort of like you know just like you know a fruit bowl or something out of these allen wrenches you know just have them be revolved around and use the use the print to combine you know combine them all to create this bowl and i did one and it just it was awful it didn't turn out okay it was awful i needed more like that was the thing is like if you're going to use the allen wrenches to to be this bowl like if you had i only had like 8 of them if uh, i had like okay. 16 or 32 then it would you would forget that they were Allen wrenches. Right. Right. But, you know. I see. Okay. So, um, yeah. And then I was organizing my filing cabinet, which is just like full of crap. Like it's it's kind of my crap cabinet. I okay. just like throw everything in there. It's kind of like. Are there files or no? There are in the bottom drawer. But like everything else is just okay. full of like the stuff that when I don't know what to do with something and, and like somebody's coming over to visit the apartment. <laughs> just throw it in there. You just throw it in there. And so I was going through there and, and I found couple other things i have a ton of muji pens right like, you're, you're a muji man i'm a muji man um and uh and the other thing that i found was this this design that was done by fred and friends i don't know if you if you know them by name but they're kind of a i would say that they're a high-end novelty brand like they make good quality novelty product like kickerland yes or, but higher quality uh, it's very similar to Kickerland. Okay, I'm so not sure. along along the same lines. along the same lines. Okay. So uh, they had this. They did this pen. Um, it's a ballpoint, and it's like a twist. But I don't think they make it anymore. But it, it's a spin pen, and so it has this circle. It's in a spin it. pen, like you yeah. spin it around your finger. Yeah, it like it. So if you can imagine, the pen comes up and then sort of splits, and it and it has this circle oh. in the middle of the pen. Okay. And then it and then it extends past. Oh man, that'd be so satisfying. It's so nice, and I'm literally I I've been obsessed with the pen ever since I I found it, um, 
actually the company that I used to work for owned Fred and Friends or bought Fred and Friends so that like I found it as at a sample sale myself and and a friend of mine Hue we just like fell in love with this pen Hue oh, okay. Jin okay and uh and so um I, and if you don't know, I love spinning things. I love I love things that you that are a little bit fidgety. Your, your bottle opener spins. Yeah, I think all of this probably stems from my love of the yo-yo initially, <laughs> and sort of like skill toys. But I I love fit the whole fidget idea. Right, right. So I was like looking at my Muji pen and seeing that you know the Muji pen has that has that bit at the top where the cap connects if you take the cap off right right. so it's like a perfect connection point Mm -hmm. it's a perfect place to like put something that can be flush with the pen okay but that you can add some sort of functionality i like where this is going so i was like well i could put a hook on there and that hook that hook could be something that you can spin on your finger but also like in terms of storage like it can hook onto something like that could be the storage instead of, you know, people put pens into cups or into drawers. Right. But what if you hooked your pen onto a hanger? <laughs> it's like a closet for your pens. Yeah. So okay. I, I, it then all clicked right. that that was the perfect use of the Allen wrench uh, because okay. the Allen wrench, you know, it has, it has the L shape. Right. So to have something come up and then over to create the hook opportunity. Yes. Perfect. It was kind of like, it, it all came together then. Okay. Um, and then I sat on the idea for about a week <laughs> until the weekend before everything was due. And literally from dusk until dawn, from Saturday to Sunday, I did nothing but print and CAD and sketch. Thank goodness that your idea was small because my, my birdhouses take a full day. Right. I would have done, I would have like printed one and been done. Right, <laughs> right. That's the thing is like, I, um... I remembered a project that I had done at one of one of my previous jobs where we had a printer and it was small enough that I was I was doing a ton of iteration very quickly yeah. and it was so satisfying. Yeah. Because there, there's you know it, it's just the instant feedback. It's awesome. And so I, that's what ultimately like led me to to doing this one versus my other idea because my other idea was a bigger thing. Okay. Um, the bowl. It was no. It was. Oh, you have another this, idea. It was. Did you I, tell me this one? I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> oh, I, I might end up. It. I might end up doing it. Okay. Uh, just later. Okay. But, um, but it was a bigger. It was a bigger thing, and and I felt like I just wanted something that would be fun and really super iterative and quick, and so yeah, dust till dawn, Saturday, Sunday, like just printing and then coming back to my computer and working on on another CAD model. And then when that print was done, I was taking it off and then I was starting a new print and right. messing around with what I had just printed. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was actually really, <laughs> for me, it was a really fun weekend. That's awesome. That's um, great. And uh, yeah. And, and one other, so, so one of the details that I, that I came up with for the pen that I thought was kind of, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of fun is that um, I was trying to figure out where to put the cap because there still needed to be a place where you could put the cap. Right. Because you're taking it up with the hook. Yes. Now. Okay. 
And so, you know, the first inclination that you kind of have is to like, oh, I'll just like, you know, extend a, a circle, some sort of cylinder off of the hook. Okay. But the problem is, is that the, what do you, what do you call the, the thing that you, the clip, you know, like sort yes, of. Yes, the clip on the, the, yeah, the cap. On the cap mm-hmm. would have come, if I had clipped it to the, um, to that, it would have come down and into oh, the, the hook. hook. Oh, okay. So I could have, I mean, I could have extended it further, but that, I. Yeah, it would have been too much. It would have been too much. So. I started pulling cylinders off of sort of the base of the hook where it was connecting to the pen, but perpendicular to the pen. Okay. But the cylinder, it just ended up looking like a weird growth. Interesting. Okay. And so what I ended up figuring out was like, I don't need a full cylinder for this to clip on. All I need is something that's going to touch two points of the cap. So what I ended up doing was just extending a tab. Like, you know, it's like a wall thickness tab. Right. But it it's lined up with the um, with the hook, like where the hook bottoms out. It kind of extends off. Okay. And so the cap like goes off at this 90 degree angle perpendicular to the pen but it's sort of it's sort of like you'll it flow, see it does it flow better it flows better okay you'll see you'll see in the because we'll post images that's good design right there James so I hope so um, those are the those are the minor details those are the minor details so it was uh, yeah it's just it was just a a, a lot of fun um, okay. working on the project yeah I I saw a quick image I haven't had a chance to look at the full project but I'm excited. It's on your Instagram right now. I need to check it out. Mm-hmm. And we'll post some of it on our on Minor Details podcast. And I'm sure that you guys will see more of that stuff as well. Right. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, James. Yeah. And I think I think I think we got a good shot, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a competition. Yeah. There's a prize. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. We'll 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 have to see. I mean, there are a lot of talented designers in the I'm, competition. Is Reed Reed's in the competition? No, Reed's not in the competition. Okay. Is he judging? I don't think he's judging. He's judging the built competition. Okay, he's judging the fat strap. He's judging that fat strap. <laughs> so strap up. All right. Um. But yeah. Uh. So, but you know, we know some we know some other designers who are in the competition, and I've also seen you know. Of course, I've snooped with the hashtag because yeah, they gave us a hashtag, and mm-hmm. I've checked out some some projects that are really really nice. What's the hashtag? Makerbot X Design. Yeah, there's a couple Makerbot X Design. New York. There's and 3D N- printing X Design. There's also NYC X Design, which is the entire New York Design Week. Right. Um, which which is, this is a part of. Right, and you know, just we Design Week is coming up. Like it's a big thing in New York. I'm gonna be going to a lot of events. You gonna be going to events, James? I haven't really looked. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you know what I'm I don't have to. too much FOMO when it comes to design <laughs> events. I loved it. I mean, I guess the uh, the the best part about design events is probably the free wine. Yeah, free alcohol is always good. <laughs> uh, please drink responsibly. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, I guess now is the time to get into the question portion yep. of the uh, podcast. It's time for some cues. Yes. And let's give him some A's. Uh, so this first one is from Emilios. Uh, and uh, is it he? Uh, we'll just say they. I'm they 
uh, ask, how important is self-promotion, websites, social media, uh, to an extent, to design? Um, and Nick, I feel like I feel like you more than me, probably better equipped to answer this question. I think that's a great question. I think it's a uh, definitely an important question. How how much is a website? How much does a website matter? How much does social media matter? Um, it's it's almost a huge topic in itself, I think. But mm-hmm. you know, I think it's super important. Obviously, just in general, to have an online presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can debate back and forth like what's the best platform what's the best this what's the best that essentially you know the goal is to be able to have your work accessible to the public and potential clients or potential employers um and you know doing that on instagram is a great way to do it i like behance a lot that's one of my my preferences i just like the platform um because there's the ability for things to go viral Mm. Um, I don't know if I talked about this a bit, but um, Behance is, you know, it's kind of like the the social platform for artists. Right. So there's all kinds of artists on there. There's painters, there's sculptors, there's musicians. I mean, it's, it runs the gamut. Um, and, of course, there's industrial design. And whenever you like a post on Behance, mm-hmm. anyone who's following you sees that. Right. And so they'll, they can like it, too. So it's kind of like this pyramid effect of like if one big person likes it all their followers see it and then all their followers like it and all their followers see it and it if it's a really good project it can like like boom overnight right um so i really like that aspect yeah um, and there's some other great you know portfolio websites core flot um do you think it's important to have a website and a behance or do you think you can get away with one or the other that's a good question james because you don't have a website i don't have a website i had a website oh i didn't know that i did what i'm doing uh i just let it die um r.i.p <laughs> r.i.p james connors.net oh you got .net rose <laughs> um well i have nicholas dash baker.com oh dash oh, i know but it seems to me, I mean, I know, you know, we're bringing him up a lot and, and we might have to bring him in here to answer answer for himself. But yeah. Reach Legal does not have a website. Yeah. As far as the last time I, I heard from him. I, I've, I've heard that he does talk about that and I, I haven't actually heard his opinion on it. Um, my opinion on websites, and I want to hear your opinion too, James, mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, websites are good if you want them. Like... I think that if you just want to get an industrial design job and, you know, you know, promote yourself uh, via any other online platform, that's great. Like Behance, Coraflot, Instagram, um, you know, whatever you use, it's great. I think the main aspect is just making sure that you're a good designer. Right. Um, I personally like having a website just because it's like a home base. Yeah. I can link out to everything. It's like this place where I have everything kind of collected, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I have a few things running you know you got the podcast and i have almost object yeah yeah my instagram is kind of tied into my website right you know it's just kind of like like home base for me yeah i know what what are your thoughts on websites i mean here's the thing the only thing that's important is having a facebook group page what (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke don't do that you're joking (laughs) uh but uh yeah, I mean, so my feeling is I don't I don't really necessarily think that there's I I don't see a need for a website. 
I um I don't know. This is the thing is that I haven't really had to show a portfolio in a really long time. Because you have experience now. I have experience. And connections. And connections. And, and I mean, I, I certainly don't take those for granted. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I haven't really had to show a portfolio. Yeah. And I would say, you know, even when it comes to Instagram, I think some people are wondering if an Instagram is necessary. I don't I don't think it's necessary. No. I know I work with a lot of talented designers who don't, you know, they don't have a design Instagram. Right. I think that's a personal choice. It it is. I will I will I do want to piggyback, piggyback off of that and say that yes, you don't have to have these things. But the more things you do have and the more things you interact with, you know, self-promotion-wise and online, the more opportunities are going to pop up. Mm -hmm. It's just a numbers game. The more people are going to see your work, the more people are going to contact you. Right. Um, and, you know, hopefully the, the, the cooler projects you get to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's here's the thing. There's nothing, there's no detriment to having, like, a website and a Behance and an Instagram. Like there's, you know, there's no, like nothing bad will happen as a result. Right. You know, but it's just, it's just up to you whether that's something that you're interested in. Yeah. And I think another part of that is like, you know, it's great to have all these things, but you also, it takes time to make them good. Like there's a lot of websites out there that are bad and a bad website with like, good projects is not a good project like it's, right. it it doesn't work right um, and in that case you should have just done behance right um and you know it, it maybe it's the other way around it's like you have this amazing website and bad projects well maybe you shouldn't have a website and just make your projects better like spend the time making good projects and not building a website right yeah that's the thing is i encountered a lot of people during school that were like oh i'm learning how to code so i can get like a really nice website and i'm like <laughs> Just use like Squarespace what? or something. It's one of those situations, and we've talked about it before, where I'm like, you're an industrial designer. Mm-hmm. Like, focus on the industrial design work. Yep. Like, not, like, all you need, I mean, your website is like tiled images. It's the grid. You click, Classic. you scroll. Yep. Like, I feel like, um, do you remember Minimally Minimal? I feel like he, he might have trend set a lot of, a lot of what is going on now with just like sort of like scroll projects because mm. scroll projects weren't necessarily like I don't know I don't I don't remember who like when that started I I don't know either because because I feel like you know a lot of people were on Coraflot when I was okay when I was going through school I Behance was the thing that I had yeah I mean, there was Cor- I I had Coraflot too I haven't updated that oh here's a here's a quick tip. If you want to see some like old projects, go to my core flat. I got some old stuff up on there. Yeah, that's the retro baker. Yeah. That's before he got baked. <laughs> no. uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, they, well, they just did a facelift, didn't they? Core yeah, flat. I think they're, I, I looked into it a little bit. It looks nice. Yeah. The only thing I use core flat for is job postings. Oh, yes. Like I, I look at, they have a good I job look board. at the job listings. Their there. job board is like, the bible right that's the that's the place where you go if you want to design yeah industrial design yeah but uh anyway good question milios and yeah just you know whatever you feel is right yeah um we had another question come in from chloe and 
She says, could you guys talk a little bit about self-doubt and how that either helps or hinders your design process? Yeah. And and she also like adds like, hey, talk about like being a student and professional because I think there's a little bit of change there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she did have a PS and that's she said that she liked your volcano mouse. Oh. Over the cone. Just had to add it in there. Thank you. Thank you, Chloe. But I I will uh, speak from experience that uh, uh, self-doubt is a huge part of my process. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we kinda, you kind of talked about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Just I mean, talking about your uh, MakerBot project. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I was thinking about this today and um, how much cl- deadlines closing in are really like, that to me is when... There's no time anymore for self-doubt. Deadlines make the world go round. Yeah. So, you know, at some point I just had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as my manager likes to say a lot of the time, you know, he always says uh, the best design is the, what is it? The best design is the design that's done. (laughs) And um, so true. So true. So, you know, at some point you just have to say, okay, well, this is the idea that I'm going with and I just have to, I just have to do it. Yep. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I know what that's like and, and I go through it, you know, it's, so it's even, it's even a thing in a professional lives. You yeah, know? absolutely. I definitely think in a, when you're a student, there's a little bit more just cause you, there's a lot less things that you're aware of, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know as much. Um, and also it's like a, maybe a, like a double edge that because like maybe you don't have to worry about like manufacturing or like whatever it is you're just a student you can do whatever you want right um and yeah i mean i had the same thing like do i think this idea is great it's it's always a little hard to know um i actually really enjoy you know building up this instagram community it's almost like a good way to test my ideas like i can almost feel out whether ideas are good and like Mm -hmm. i can like people comment and like message Mm. um interesting and so i think that really helped me with the birdhouse i just got a lot of positive feedback with that yeah so it kind of reinforced that aspect with yeah Uh, that's interesting but yeah i think um i think self-doubt is 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 all too common with creatives in general um because it's part of the process yeah i mean you're creating you're creating out of thin air it's it our jobs are so ambiguous and ambiguity and self-doubt are like you know brother and sister so i would say you know the best sort of like a you know one one solution of of sort of like you know when you're in that place of self-doubt you just have to kind of like brick by brick define like what it is you're doing and like you know what your next steps are you just have to it's like a shark you just have to constantly be swimming or else you'll die just keep just keep moving forward it's true you know because i i will i do i have you probably have friends like this too like they'll they'll start a project and they'll just sit on it and like think about it and try to work on it um but the thing is they don't start doing Mm-hmm. You just have to start doing it. Yeah. And that's the best way to get a project done. Yeah. I mean, it's. I know it sounds really literal and like kind of like dumb, but in order to get a project done, you have to do it. Right. You can't think a project to finish. Like right. you can't think it done. Right. You have to do it done. Right. But, you know, and uh, gosh, that's where I'm at with the bottle opener right now. I need to finish that bad boy. Well, it's, it, 
you at least have a physical thing. Right. But it's but it's like that next right that next step. It's like ugh. You know, that's when that's when you need support. Okay. That's when you need people being like, I guess just, I got just do it, James. I got you support. You got almost an object over here. Yeah, I almost got some support. Gosh. Um, but yeah, that was a great question. Thanks yeah. for sending that in, and thanks for everyone sending in questions. I wanted to, of course, every week we like to give a shout out mm-hmm. of the week, and I found this guy. I think he was oh, just thank you, <laughs> thank you, Nick. I think he was just on my discovery page, and I was just scrolling through. And I found his videos, his videos and music. His name is Jack Stauber, and his Instagram handle is at Jack, and then Stauber is S T A U B R, oh U B E R, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he's like a musician animator type of guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I showed you some of his videos. Oh, Can you explain God. like one of them? Well, I would say what they what they kind of look like is like if you were to have uh like recorded a cartoon music video onto vhs back in the 80s yes and then rediscovered it recently and you were playing it and uh and like so there's all the deterioration that's happened so it's kind of it's rough and it's sort of vintagey. Yes. And then the music also reflects that. It, yeah, it's kind of like retro, funky music. And then he also sings to it, and his words aren't full words. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like he's like, <laughs> but it, they're, I don't know, they're like, what? but they're very, com- they're like comedic, but they're not, but they're not like, they're not like weird owl comedic. Yeah. They're they're like they're like tongue in cheek, and very. It's very charming. Yeah, it's very, charming is a good word. Yeah. Definitely check him out. I think it's really unique what he's doing. Obviously, you know, he's not an industrial designer, but yeah. we like to shout out all kinds of creative people. I like I like what he's doing because I like to think that he's he's like an okay animator and he's like a, a, like an okay musician. I actually think his songs are really good. And we I think combine the two, he's amazing. Yeah, because I think that that's... You know that's like cool. Like if you can if you can sort of combine two things that you're that you're interested in, and maybe like you're not necessarily an expert in either, but together you can make something really unique. Right. Usually that's a detriment. Like when you combine yeah. two two okay things together, it usually turns out to a bad thing. <laughs> but in this case, it turns out to a great thing. It's awesome. He might he's probably a better animator and musician than, than, I, than I'm giving him credit for. Yeah. But I I like I like the combination. And the the songs are really great. Yeah. They're really catchy. So check him out at yeah. Jack Stauber. Um, and yeah, check us out. I'm at Nick P. Baker. And I'm at I Draw on Receipts. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Obviously, give us a subscribe on iTunes or uh, Google Play. We have that yeah. open, I think. Um, and yeah, if you have a question, send it into minor details podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? Is that all the plugs? Uh, and then just. Uh, minordetailspodcast.com for oh for all the images yeah links and everything yeah all right oh and I wanted to make a correction from last week oh quick correction oh no so so last week I I quoted I was quoting uh, Paul Rand saying that he he was so what I said the quote was was don't try to be a great designer just try to be a good designer right and what he actually said he said don't try to be original just try to be good which 
you know, it's somewhat similar, somewhat similar in terms of like this ambition idea. But this makes a lot more sense. I think it, it makes a lot more sense, and I and I still I, I love the quote. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. It's a good quote. Anyway, all right. So that's it for this week. All right. See you guys later. Later.